0: Hey, you miserable bitches!
1: We're back with another episode of Misery Manor.
0: As you know, I'm Cody. I'm Emily. And be sure to leave your manners at the door. Hey guys! Welcome to our third episode. Third? Yes. Well,
1: yeah, third. As
0: if we have like so many that we just can't keep in count. Yes, third episode. Um, we are super excited to be recording this again. I know we initially said Wednesdays, but like I really think we were did super... We? Yeah, we did. But uh, we were excited, so we were like, no, let's do it on Tuesday. I mean, it's a day early. It's kind of like Christmas, right? Christmas came early for y'all, even though it's a new months. year. 12 months. <laughs> so um, just first things first. I know we said in the last episode, once we get Patreons, part of the thing is, is, if you're a Patreon, we will give you a shout out in the beginning. So we do have two amazing Patreons. One of them is one of my dear friends, Abby Smith. Aww. And then the other one is
1: my Your... sister's a Patreon.
0: Yes.
1: I didn't know that.
0: Well, I freaking thank God that wouldn't that be embarrassing. I swear she is her name is sarah
1: ramirez
0: bundy right well okay well if it's not so be it but she is now you will receive a sticker with our logo on it uh, and then a handwritten card once
1: we get once going. we get
0: those they should be in this week so we'll send this so to you don't as soon move before then right don't move actually i don't even have their address i have my <laughs> so i need to get that we, duh, I don't have that. No, when they fill out either.
1: for Patreon and that, oh. it should have asked you for your address. Mm. Yeah. Okay, Depending well, on what level you're
0: at. Well, they were both like the high ones, so we should have it, which is great. So thank you so much for that. And anybody else listening to this, if you care to be a Patreon as well... We would greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate it. Um, it's on our Instagram, the link to it in the bio, um, at Misery Manor Podcast.
1: Yes. If so you go to that
0: on Instagram, you will see that information.
1: And you, or you could just go to patreon.com forward slash misery Manor pod.
0: Yes. Whatever is easiest for you. Regardless, we appreciate it. Um, and... Like I said, this is our third episode. After listening to the first two, um, there's definitely some room for improvement, which is always Ooh. great, right? I have a correction. What?
1: Uh, hang on, let me find it. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, during it, towards the end, I was talking about Anna Marie, which was Fred and Rosemary's child, and I said she, like, basically got the hell out of there. Mm -hmm. and like went and lived with her boyfriend and that's when fred turned to heather and may to start torturing and raping and i said that it was uh rose and fred's child their firstborn child but it wasn't it Mm. was actually rena and fred's firstborn child oh so when they got married yeah okay anyway i just wanted to verify see
0: we're all human we make slip-ups so um yeah so as we continue to sleep yes as we continue to this you know it's going to get better um but yeah please be sure to rate subscribe follow review review um if you want to post a photo on your instagram of you like listening to it we'll be sure to like Re, almost said retweet, repost it, it would mean the world. So If you
1: want to make a Twitter for us, do it. And yeah, run it. Right, please, because we
0: are not technical savvy. Oh, you're
1: definitely not.
0: I know. But let's jump into it, because I'm super... I hate to say I'm excited about saying this case, just because when it is true crime, it's, there's really nothing well, to be... read ex-
1: a book for this case, right. so I'm excited <laughs> to
0: hear it. So I am excited to tell you about this, because I'm excited to see your reaction. So... Um, I'm going to be talking about the horrible, horrible, horrible case um, of Holly Dunn. Okay. Now, I'm sure you might have heard of her um, since you are a true crime fanatic, but um, I think that I have some more details to the story that you are going to find very interesting. Like you said, um, I did read a book. Um, Holly Dunn, as you can tell, she is a survivor of this case, and she actually went out to write a book called Soul Survivor, which is absolutely amazing. You can get it um, as an audiobook, which I um, prefer. You know, you can listen to the car when you're on a run, what have you. Um, so that's where I got a lot of my information. And then there is some documentaries on like 48 hours and all that stuff that I also watch to get some information from. So since we did such dark cases last week, I felt like, mm-hmm. you know what? Let's just give them something. You know, this case is dark. Don't get me wrong. And someone does, you know, something end up dying. But at the end, something does, you know, Really, really, really good. Come out of it. So I think this would be a good one. Just kind of, you know, transition into like a lighter subject. So, um, so let me just start. So Holly Dunn, she grew up in Evansville, Indiana. Uh, and growing up in the book, she said she always wanted to be the first female president in the United States. Mm. And honestly, Emily, after hearing this case and like what she went through and what she did, I'm like, you could totally freaking do it.
1: Oh, and she's still here for a minute. I was like
0: yeah no she's still here she's still alive she's still doing good um holly i know we're new to this but if you're listening you totally have my vote um you'll see later through this like she her willpower her determination everything that she went through in this horrible case literally just proves how badass of a woman she is so Mm -hmm. women empowerment for sure for this case yeah um and unfortunately holly lost the person that she cared about the most at, at this time, which was unfortunately her boyfriend. Um, and sadly, it was done right in front of her face. Oh so I'm going to get into the, you know, grim details of what went on. Um, although this is, is a sad tell, um, I will give a warning. There is some triggers um, with rape. Um, but like I mentioned earlier, there is a great ending. So let's get right into it. So this horrible situation happened August 28th, 1997. And actually, in an interview, I mean, I was, what, six years old at this time? So, in an interview that I watched with Holly, the local news, like, tried to paint a picture of, like, what this time was about. And they referred to it as the times of Puff Daddy and Biggie Smalls. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Holly responded, (laughs) love this. She said, oh, yeah, all that. But I was really into Bare Naked Ladies and Ben Fold 5, which... I didn't know who that was, and I was doing my research when when I was around Josh, she was like, oh, I know exactly who you are. So, listen to a couple, um, you know, songs, almost said episodes, songs, um, totally think that she's, like, a rad person. Not really my genre of music, but, I mean, it kind of painted a picture of what kind of person she is. So, again, we are in 1997, and this was the year that she was a junior at the University of Kentucky, um, she was a member of the Kappa Kappa Gamma sorority, and just like any college student at first, you know, we all go through those feelings like, oh, I want to go into this, I want to go into that. So she went into accounting at first, then later decided that finance better fit her, but ultimately her dream was to fall, um, follow in her father's footsteps and go into the hotel industry. I don't know exactly what she wanted to do. I tried to find... Um,
1: like hotel management.
0: Right. But I don't know like what she wanted to do in the hotel industry. I didn't know if she wanted to like finance it. I couldn't find it. You know? Like do oh. the finance for it. Um, but her father was very involved in the hotel industry. And she wanted to follow, the, um, follow down his footsteps. Um, part of the reason why she wanted to do that is also she saw um, how much of a great father and support system her father was. Um, she said that... Um, she wanted to be just as successful as he was because although he was super successful, he found time to make sure that his loved ones and his family were the number one priority. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, after reading this, like, and hearing about her father, it's like, they really had a cool freaking family. Like, yeah. they were super tight um, Just sound like, you know, the ultimate family that you would want to hang around. So, um, at this point in her college career, um, remember, she is a junior, and she okay. was dating a guy named Chris Mayers. Um, they actually met at a bar, um, which is typical for college kids, right? We're all hanging out at the bar. Me, and I, we Are
1: you in college?
0: We were. Hello. I said we were. Did I not? Maybe not. No. Anyways, it is called Buffalo Wild Wings and Weck, which I'm like, oh, my God. They were at freaking Buffalo Wild Wings chowing down on some, you know, chicken wings. Um, but, no, this was not – that's not the same thing. This oh, was okay. like a little hole-in-the-wall dive-in bar. Oh, um, and it maybe just
1: it was like be, the OG Buffalo Wild.
0: No, it had nothing to do with that. I made sure.
1: Oh, okay. No,
0: that was just the name of it at the time, um, and it was in this, this kind of small town in Kentucky. So okay. they were actually there to um, to celebrate her best friend Annie's 21st birthday. Okay. So you know, I'm sure the drinks were pouring. They were having a good time, but like I said, it was a dive bar, so they were the only group there, and there was like a couple of men, like a couple guys, just hanging out, having having a couple beers, playing games whatever um so holly's like talking to a few other dudes you know she's meeting guys um and holly had this guy come up to her who later is chris and he approached her while she was talking to another guy so she was like well this is kind of awkward he's approaching me while i'm you know yeah in a conversation with another guy and he literally went up to her and said hey we have the same toes (laughs) <laughs> and she kind of started laughing and she was like, well, uh, okay. And he said, look, and he pointed down to his shoes cause it was like in the summertime. So uh-huh. they had like sandals on and he had silver nail polish oh. on just like oh. her or toenail polish on just like her. Um, so she was like, okay, interesting. Gonna need to hear more about this. Um, but also what a great pickup line, like I mean... the usual, like, Hey, you want to drink? That's boring. Right. Mm-hmm. you go to someone and say hey we got the same toes i'd be like um let me see them toes um well
1: sidebar on that you know the people that have the toes where their second toe is longer than their big toe yeah it freaks me out or they
0: have ingrown toenails like me i and... know oh, or bunions i don't have those but like oh, that would be horrible right oh like, we have the same toes look down and y'all both got bunions and corns. <laughs> like uh-huh. and horns can you imagine i hate that word horns on feet. I just can't get it. Anyways, Chris set the bar really freaking high. Um, So, And later I'm going to tell you why he had his toenails. He didn't just do that for fun, right? Um, I'll tell you later when it makes sense why his toes were painted silver. But... Just to go back to Chris, so he was 21 at the time. He was mm-hmm. from Canton, Ohio, and he was also a junior at the University of Kentucky, just like Holly. Okay. Um, and also, just like her, he was extremely, extremely close to his parents, Tom mm-hmm. and Annie Mayer. Um, he also considered his older sister, Elizabeth, his best friend. Oh. Um, he was mm-hmm. also invo- involved in a um, fraternity, the Phi Kappa Psi fraternity, and was majoring in light, lighting design. For the theater department so he had a real huh. big passion for the theater arts all that cool stuff and i'll get more into that later um so and chris was tall he was six five okay so holly mentioned when she uh-huh. saw him she was like well hello there like literally like she saw him from the corner of her eyes while he was talking to other people or uh-huh. while she was talking to other people but like a six five dude in a bar like that
1: stands is, out
0: right so she was like oh my god he's fucking huge um and so apparently it's so cute. So when Holly and her girlfriends got back in the car after they were leaving, they were like, oh my God, who was that cute guy that you were talking to? Like, he was so tall. And like, obviously they, you know, had casual conversation, but like when she saw other people like um, engaging in him, she was like, back off, like he's mine, um, which later will come to play. But um so they actually were going to do Annie, another party for Annie um, the next day at um, one of their apartments. And so they invited Chris and any of his friends that wanted to join to, like, come over and, like, oh. spend time. So they were super excited about that. Chris said yes. All of his friends came. Um, and Chris and Holly spent the entire night just talking to each other, getting to know each other. And they knew immediately that they hit it off right um and this is like why the story gets to me is because like their bond like from so early on was like oh my gosh um at one point in the party like people are like drunk having a good time celebrating someone's 21st birthday and he was like hey do you want to like go on a walk together outside and just get some fresh air which i think is so cute right like most people don't really think to do that
1: just the first weekend of the meeting this is
0: the second day that they met right yeah okay wow um so this is, like, when they went on that walk is when they had, like, a deeper dive into, like, more of, like, their upbringing, their family. And this is when they realized they had so much in common. So they had similar families, similar wants, desires in life. Um, they mentioned who the closest person was to them, and they both said their sisters. Um, I mentioned earlier that Chris was, like, super close to his sister, Elizabeth. And Holly was actually really, really, really close to her older sister, Heather, who was actually only 18 months older than her, so kinda like Irish twins oh, is what okay. they call yeah, it? Yeah, Irish yeah. or Japanese twi- Irish. 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 I'm Irish, but
1: my sister's five years older than me.
0: Yeah. Oh, so not Irish twins. No. But same Irish. So, um, like I said, Holly and Heather are super close. They weren't only sisters, but like literally BF BFFs. Um, and just like to fast forward like after all of this shit went down, the the detectives brought Holly into a room. Was like, who is the one person that you? You can only have one person in the room with you. Who do you want? And she said, my sister, hands down. Oh, I need her here with oh me. My so, God. Um, her sister was in there with her. She was the first oh, wait. person.
1: When did this happen?
0: I fast-forwarded. So I'm just saying, like after all of like the. Yeah. But um, you said
1: her sister was in the room with her
0: when they when they were interviewing her. Like, what happened? Oh yeah, because
1: she's a survivor. Because she's a survivor. Shit. Okay,
0: <laughs> like
1: right. you're painting the picture of like these two beautiful people. So I just assume they both die. Anyway.
0: No, no, no. Nope. So yeah. So when she was basically not being interrogated, but just being interviewed on what uh-huh. happened, they were like, you know, you can have someone in here with you, and she picked her sister. Just goes to show like how close they were. Um. So um. So she was the first person she told the entire story to in detail. So, like I said, their upbringing is completely, like, on par. Um, They were like, at this point, we are by Ben. Um, Holly said one of the things that she remembers the most about Chris is that she really loved that he had a ton of of women in his life, but he loved and respected every single one of them, his sister, his mother, his grandparents, his friends, and um, he even had two female roommates. He just got along really well with girls, you know, he's just kind of, like, carefree, um in in the book, Holly jokes like Three's company with the two roommates and uh-huh. the two girls and him, like, oh my god, they were three's companies. Um, which takes me back to why his toenails were painted silver. So his two rim- roommates like went out and bought um fingernail polish or toenail uh-huh. polish and they wanted to try one out on him. He was like, Sure, go ahead, just paint my toenails with it. And he never took it off. He was like, Why? Wow, like you put it on there. I'll just leave it. Who well, cares? Yeah, well,
1: is he gonna get cotton balls and nail polish remover? I don't think. But so. also,
0: that just goes to show like how confident he is uh-huh. in himself. Like, you yeah, know, I'll wear. It. Yeah, and- but
1: a six-five guy, you're most likely just gonna notice his height first, right? And then you're like, going,
0: okay, but your toenails are silver. I love it. I think it's super cool. So, um, another thing that they um, had in common is they loved the outdoors. Mm-hmm. So he was on his bike a lot. He was hiking, going on a run. Um, he. Actually was described by a lot of his friends and family as like kind of like a hippie. He wore uh-huh. a lot of like do-it-yourself necklaces. He would walk around barefoot. He loved the band Fish. Yeah, But you know who that is?
1: I have a Dave Matthews tattoo. Okay.
0: Well, I didn't and know what it was. So, so I had yes, to look I, up.
1: They're a band. They're yeah. awesome.
0: And he was super excited to go to the Fish Festival in Maine. Wow. Um, and it's all he could talk about. Like, he was so, 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 so excited. So... On top of that, he was also an artist. And Holly said that his apartment was covered in his own creations and like gorgeous stuff. And Holly said um, in her book, she quoted, Chris could turn a rainy day into an adventure, splashing in the puddles and shaking droplets from the trees. If the sun was shining, he would be flying kites against the wind. Chris had an irreplaceable and infectious energy. And when I was with him, he made me feel like the most important person in the room. He was always smiling and would always greet you with a hug. He gave the best hugs I will always remember, which oh. uh, is so sweet. And keep in mind, like, they literally, you know, their short time that they were together, like, you could just tell that they built yeah. a true, like, There aren't
1: many account. people like that. No,
0: no, especially, like, nowadays. Like, you know, everyone wants to meet at the bar. You get drunk. You do this. You do that. There's, like, I don't know. Back in this this time, I feel like it was not easier, but, like, It was better you didn't
1: have like a way like you didn't have like a profile to hide behind Mm -hmm. like an online profile to like create this or that yeah right exactly like there were no filters we were all ugly
0: (laughs) (laughs) so as you can see like just picturing this guy he's adorable i'm gonna post a picture later on instagram but
1: i know i can't wait to see what he looks like
0: yeah so he's just like and just his smile like you just look like and there's so many photos of him like with dogs and like (gasps) you can just see like his necklaces and stuff um he just like a lot of his friends and family even described as uh chris is like one of the best people they've ever met in their entire life so um one of the things holly mentioned in the book um was one time they sat down on the couch together and he pulled out these pieces of papers and these art supplies and he was like hey let's make some art together and Holly was like, I'm not an artist, I can't draw. And, uh, <laughs> he was like, no, that's totally fine. You don't have to, like, just do what you want. So they ended up, like, creating something, like, abstract and crazy together. Like, you know, like, she would take colors, he would take colors, and they were just, like, you know, making the most of it, you know? And, um, it came out beautiful, and in fact, at Chris's funeral... Okay, obviously, you know, like, something bad's gonna happen to him. At his funeral, um... At the pamphlet that they pass out, oh, that okay. piece of artwork that they made together was, like, the center picture, was surrounded by all pictures of him. Oh, my God. It was, like, the center picture of the... like. Does the,
1: she still have it?
0: I don't know. I'm assuming. Probably. That's something good to find out. It was on the book. Yeah. But I'm assuming.
1: I mean, like, because I was like, well, I'm sure his parents have a lot of his art, but that was something yeah. they created together. Together.
0: Yeah. Oh. Beautiful. So, um good news is like i'm gonna cry yeah i know this is a this is a tough one so good news is though chris did get to go to maine he went to the fish festival which he was like i said he was so excited about so i'm glad he got to experience that um one cute thing that she mentioned in the book is like he called her well and she was like look don't like you don't have to worry about like calling me like keeping up with me like go have fun have a good time like focus on that like it only comes around i don't know maybe once in a blue moon so like go there have a good time Um, but he, he kept calling her and he was like, oh my God, I'm having so much fun. Um, and like her happiness came from just hearing how much he was having such a good time there. Um, and while he was there, when he came back, he had a ring for her and, um, and it's kind of a silly thing. Like, when she first looked at the ring, she was like, okay, this is kind of funny. It was just, like, a purple daisy with, like, glitter all over it. Mm-hmm. Which, like, she described it being, like, something that you would get out of, like, the quarter machine. Like, when you see yeah. a quarter in, like, you would beg your parents, like, oh, I need a quarter. And you would get some, like, sh- shitty, like, yeah. silly putty or something. But um, it was a very 90s-looking ring. But Holly loved the ring. It was her favorite ring because it was the thought that counted for her. Like she was like, he was there having so much fun at this festival. And he thought of me and brought back ring. Like, he wanted her
1: somehow to be a part of it. Right.
0: And that's exactly what she said. Like the fact that I wasn't able to be there, but he thought about me. He, you know, joined, like joined the two to get like, uh, she's like, this was like the big, like she remembers like that. This was like the turning point where she was like, this is like something serious, you know, which I think is so cute. Um, so, Thursday evening on August 29, 1997, Holly and Chris planned to go to a party off campus on suburban court, which is in Lexington, Lexington, Kentucky, which this is like off campus. So this is like, they would have to like drive there, obviously. Um, And the party was, uh, was for his fraternity. And they had been so excited to go this together for days leading up. Like they were so excited. Um, And even the next day, this is so cute. So this party was like on a Friday, Uh, or no, I was on a Thursday and on Friday Mm -hmm. they had plans to afterwards, they were going to wake up together and go to the park and have a picnic. And the day before they had spent all day getting like the supplies and stuff for it, like to make like food, the blanket and all that. So like, she was like, I, he was excited about the party, but like, see, really like, I was super excited about the picnic. Like, I just kind of wanted to get through this party so I can get to that picnic with him. Like she just enjoyed the conversation with him so much. Um, so, um. And also, like, you know the butterflies that you get in the beginning of a relationship. I just think it's so cute. Like, everything excited her about, yes. um, you know, hanging out with him. So, Holly said she remembers what she wore. She wore brown. And this is, we'll paint a picture of the times again. 1997. Mm. She wore brown corduroy pants. A brown oh, belt. A brown belt. A white t-shirt. And her favorite white clogs on. So, I'm like, yes, mama. You better work that. Like Some Birkenstocks. That sounds, that's what it was. Birkenstock. White clogs. Yeah, exactly. Um, And she had three rings on her finger, one of which being the uh, the ring that Chris just had bought her. Can
1: I say something?
0: Yeah.
1: My sister had a pair of Birkenstocks and she called them her ugly shoes. And you know how like (laughs) shoes have like names?
0: Yeah. She named them?
1: No, like they, you know, like styles. Sometimes Mm -hmm. they're like, this is the Layla. Well, they were called Emily's and that's why she called them her ugly shoes.
0: Because your name is Emily and they're the uglies? Yeah. Okay. Well, I see it. I know. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. But no, I had to look up what that shoe was because I'm like, I've never heard of that shoe before and I don't think I've ever seen them before in person. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Do people wear those? Yes. They do still?
1: Well, I mean, they said he was a hippie, so right, I mean, I true. know it wasn't him. He probably wasn't wearing shoes. You said he didn't really like to wear shoes,
0: right? That's true. Well, yeah. I mean, he was wearing shoes at the damn party. He wasn't a Neanderthal. Yeah. <laughs> but um, anyway, so he picked her up that night, and this is like the cutest thing ever. This is uh... like out of a fucking story. He had a megaphone mounted to his car, and he literally parked in the street and called out to her from inside the house or from outside of the house to inside of the house her name come out, like, I'm ready for the party, like, I'm here, (laughs) and she came out, and she was, like, laughing, like, she was, like, oh, my gosh, this is hilarious, but she loved it, I mean, a little embarrassing, but she loved it, so they went to the party, they said hello to everyone, but they were kind of bored, and at this point, it was after, like, midnight, I think they were kind of, like, old souls, like, you know, they came there to have a good time, but, like, like, this is kind of boring, so, again, um, Chris had actually lived at that house before moving into the fraternity house. So he knew the area very well. And he was like, why don't we go on another walk? We'll go on this trail. Um, and he used to love going there so he could watch the trains go by. He just thought it was the coolest thing ever. So mm. he asked Holly if she wanted to go um, and leave and they could go walk together and just spend some more one-on-one time together. But <laughs> the... Um, oh, I'm sorry. And the railroad was called the Northfolk Northfolk Southern Railway. Okay. Um, and... Right when they were leaving, his two friends said, hey, can we come? And he was like, yeah, come on, guys. Like, come on. Holly, like, mentioned, like, she was like, well, damn. You know, secretly, yeah. I just wanted to, like, spend some one-on-one time. But you know what? You know, I would totally want him to spend some time uh, with his friends as well. So um, Chris had carried a backpack into the party with some beers in it. So he took this backpack with them. They were going to walk along the train track, drink some beers, just have a good time, you know? Um so they're all walking, having a good time. Thirty minutes goes by, and like no trains. And Holly mentioned it was dark as hell there, like no lights. Oh my god! Like the trail, like I know when you think of a trail, like there's gonna be like lights. No, no. I don't. There's,
1: I don't think of like you don't. Well, no, because oh. where I'm from, um, it's. Just trees, like we have things called green belts, and I thought everyone knew oh, yeah. green I know belts what that were. yeah. And a lot of people don't, yeah. So right. they're like trails, but they're all with trees, so they're closed when the sun goes down. Uh, yeah.
0: Okay, that makes sense.
1: So it's very
0: dark. Right. No, that's like in the book she mentions like how dark it was, but like when you're with people, it's like you know you don't well, feel very scared. Yeah,
1: but don't isn't it like a small like? I don't know. I just think of Kentucky not being very no. Like
0: it's like like rural. rural. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, like I said, after 30 minutes, there was no train. So, Chris, like, turned to everybody. He's like, well, shit, this is kind of fucking boring. I wanted to bring you out here so you could see the trains. Um, and it was really, really dark. So, his two friends, his their names are Mike and Ryan. were like, hey, we're just going to head back to the party, get some more drinks, hang out for a while. Um, at that point, they knew that Chris and Holly were like, okay, they're leaving. We'll just stay out here with us two together and, you know, spend some time. Um so they actually ended up having a really romantic stroll like holly mentioned like it was so good he then grabbed her hand they laughed they talked they she said it was like the best time considering that it was also dark like i don't know how much fun i could have in the pitch black especially near a railroad track but
1: well because then i guess you hear them from far away but i'm like are they on the track i don't know I just know they go fast and it takes a mile for them to stop. And I'm like,
0: in my head, I'm like, they're like on the rocks, you know, like kind of by it, like,
1: okay, but that's really close. I know, I
0: know, but he loved it. That was like his favorite thing to do was see the trains go by. So regardless, great conversation. Um, And just moving forward, like, this is like the part that like made me really sad. It's like, they had such good times together. And like this, unfortunately would be like the last time that they ever had a moment like that like ever so this is like where we get into like the deep parts so they were
1: like increasingly becoming closer and closer No, and
0: that's what holly said she, like obviously she's met guys before like but she was like the bond that we had like was like almost like soulmates like <laughs> like they were but not only best friends like talk but like their conversations there was never gaps in it it was just always like not mm.
1: everybody gets that no like, no. I don't think in life. Like, I think some people, like, marry their soulmates. I think some people, their soulmates are their best friends. Some, it's, like, their right. mom or something. But, yeah. like, maybe some people don't ever have that.
0: No, no. So. And that's, like, what's sad about this is, like, they... You could tell, like, if things were to work out and this didn't happen, like, you would know. Like, that would be, like, the all-American couple, like, dream couple. Which sucks that it ended so shortly. Um. So, but like I said, just... Not as a trigger warning yet, but just, like, no, this is, like, where we began the the tragic part of their relationship. Not of their relationship, but of the story. So, like I said, it's dark out there. Their walk lasted maybe 30 minutes to an hour more. And they were, like, tired. They were like, why don't we just go home in the night? They were still excited about their picnic tomorrow. They are like, we should just go home. Prepare for tomorrow. Have a good night's sleep. Um, so, Holly was like, yeah, let's go. So, they're walking they're almost back oh my God. and they see this electrical like almost like a like a box, you know. And they see somebody like crouch down and someone like walk out from behind it. Um and so she was like, "Okay, that's kind of weird." And then he like came right up to them, like know. like literally walked straight up to them and said, "Hey, where did your where did your friends go?"
1: Okay, that is a horror movie.
0: Right. So she immediately, she was like, okay, it was clear to me that he has been watching us, right? Because they haven't been, <clears throat> the two friends have not been with them for the last, like, hour. Yeah. So, um...
1: And they would have walked past that, that so that he guy.
0: clearly, exactly, so he clearly had his mind set on, you know, Holly and Chris, right? Like, if the two guys went back to the party, he would have had to walk right past them. Which him. I'm...
1: Sorry, I didn't mean to you, but no, which kidding. I'm like, okay, those were two guys. I'm wondering, like, maybe was Chris... Well, no, he wasn't a sports player, but I'm like, he's, like, 6'5". Why would you pick... The guy is 6'5". Like, I understand, right. like, oh my gosh. two men and a man, right. but, like, <laughs> this huge guy and then this girl...
0: Exactly. Unfortunately,
1: because no. we, you know, men
0: just... Right. Exactly. So, and we're going to get into, like, Holly had the same thoughts that you did. So, when... Um, So he came up to him, asking that. They were like, okay, Mm -hmm. this is kind of weird. They looked kind of hesitant. And then he all of a sudden (sighs) demanded money from Holly. And immediately she got scared and she thought to herself, okay, I need to get a good look at him because something is bad about to go on. And um, in her book, she said he had olive skin and black wavy hair, khaki pants, and a shirt about the same color as his khaki pants. Oh, God. Right? There was nothing in particular descriptive about him. But his eyes are what unnerved me. They're no black. irises, just blackness. Oh my God. No, she said, and this part just she said, "Just blackness framed by square glasses." Ah So I'm like,
1: that oh, makes it worse. Oh,
0: and I'm like, I have this image in my head right now, like of what he looks like. Um, but you
1: know what he looks like.
0: But like before, like when oh. I was like, right, <laughs> yes, I do. But for the viewers, they do not. Um and then he's she also said that he had a very thin mustache like a porno mustache mm, probably um and then Holly examined more of him and she immediately saw that he was carrying an ice pick in his what hand What the fuck an ice pick in his hand it was huge like huge like Does it, it
1: even ice. snow in Kentucky?
0: No but I think he used an ice pick to break up the ice in the fridge right
1: <laughs> no sir Oh,
0: I don't know what that is how
1: big is your refrigerator I just use the bottom of a cup
0: I don't know what the hell I thought it was
1: an ice pick is like it's mm. like a pole
0: <laughs> and there's like oh it's a pole I'm it almost it's... looks
1: like a Sith
0: okay well then never mind is then... it a
1: Sith or a Scythe don't ask me what Grim Reaper holds
0: oh oh my god I'm an what idiot what Grimmy
1: Grim holds yeah it's like that but an ice pick so it's like but it, like, It's on both sides. But
0: it's little.
1: I guess they can be little.
0: No, this one's little. Like, this is, like, one of the ones that you break up ice. Like, it's, like, almost like a little sword thing that you, like, break up ice.
1: Oh, I don't know why. Look it up on your phone. Well, I'm thinking people, like, climb mountains and they no, use No, no, no. For, oh, like, but
0: that's also called that. No, this is, like, one of the things that you, like, break up ice. Oh, uh,
1: then maybe I need one of those.
0: Right. And I'll, we'll pull up a picture. But, so, going back to the ice pig, she saw it in his hand. And um, she looked over at Chris, who was also, like, looking down at the ice pick. So, she was like, okay, good. At least he knows that there's an ice pick involved. And she said that Chris is, like, being very chill with him. And he's like, dude, like, you know, we don't mean you any harm. Like, you know, in in the back of her head, she was like, oh, my God, you are 6'5", dude. Attack him. Um, But then she was like, no. Chris saw the ice pick as well. Like, no. Yeah. He knows what he's doing. So... The guy said very directly to them, get down on your fucking knees. So Chris got on his knees and Holly got down to hers too, which he didn't ask Holly to. She was just like going like with what Chris was doing, which I think is so sweet. Like partner, right? Like whatever you're doing, I'm doing too. Oh. So um, he both told them over and over again that, oh, I'm sorry. I'm Sorry. Rewind. Um they okay. Both... This
1: was the first book you read. It's fine.
0: <laughs> so he kept telling them I want your money. And they were like, we don't have any money. We have car keys. We have debit cards. We have ATM cards. Like, you can have anything that you want. He's like, I don't want any of that. Never mind. I don't even need money. So in the back of her head, she's like, I think he came out here with ulterior motive. Like, that. this is not, he's not trying to rob us. Like, he has some shit going on in his brain that he's about to fucking do. So immediately, he took the straps of Chris's backpack and tied his hands around his back and used Holly's belt and tied hers up. And Holly mentioned that until Chris took his last breath, he fought trying to save her and only her. Never once mentioned to save himself or like give mercy to oh him. The only thing he said, and he kept saying over and over again, please do not hurt her, please do not hurt her. Whatever you do, do not harm harm her. You can do whatever you want to for, to me, but please let her go. And he kept repeating it over and over and over again.
1: I Look at my goose
0: Yeah. I see him. And you have no hair on your arms either.
1: Uh, sir, it's, like, wild.
0: <laughs> so, he then uh, grabbed Chris and started to drag him away. But Holly started, like, looking at the this guy that was coming up, the, the man that was, like, taking the yeah, hostage. Yeah, catchy man. And, right. And was like, why... Is he acting like this like he was super fidgety like she was like is he on crack like he was like super anxious like he would pace back and forth back and forth back and forth he would come back scream with him don't look at me don't look at me <laughs> and she's like oh, we're not looking at you but like he was like clearly like on something and she was like I don't know like what he's on but something is up like he's anxious as hell like something is up and he she's like throughout the whole book she's like he told us to shut up a million times. And to stop looking at him. So, something's going on. So, like I said, he's dragging Chris away on the ground. And keep in mind... Yeah, exactly. So, he is grabbing Chris and dragging him, like, by the arms. And keep in mind, you know, like, by a railroad, there's, like, broken glass, rocks, all there's this
1: like, sh- big nails. Yeah. Like, like the railroad shit. And,
0: like, Chris is, like, sc- screaming out, like, kind of in pain. But he didn't really give a shit. And he left Holly there. But Holly, like, is on her knees like going to him like she's like i'm following like keep him on her hands are tied behind her back and she's like going going towards him um and she's following them she's doing the best she can um and she kept she kept thinking in her head like what how like what do i leave behind i need people to know that we were here how do i get away like what's our next move like she was constantly thinking like ahead which like i'm like I don't even know if I was in that situation, if I would ever like even think to do those things, you know?
1: Yeah. Um,
0: but that's like, she was constantly like managing the next step of what was going to happen. Um, so then unfortunately he came up to Chris and threw him into a ditch um, next to a fence, which was like a smaller ditch, but he threw him in there. Um, Chris, you know, gave out a, gave out a yell and um, he made them both lay down next to each other on their back um and screamed at them again to be quiet and told them to shut the fuck up. Um and he said, hey, I have a friend that was here with me and he left to go get something but he'll be right back so don't even worry. Um so basically he was telling them don't even try to fucking escape. Um, and he kept running back to the electrical box several times and Holly recalls noticing like that he had a bag over there like she like when he would run away she would oh like look and like saw that he had a bag and he was like pulling shit from it like pieces of fabric okay and he was she was like oh no like something is about to happen so
1: this wasn't that far away then i'm then, thinking he dragged him like a far
0: no like he maybe dragged him i mean i don't have the exact but like it was enough for her to like look over her shoulder yeah and see that he was like over there in the i wonder
1: distance. if he pushed her in the ditch since she was like on her knees going right. after him right you well know? he
0: like made them both lay down yeah So, and, like, she was, like, looking over her shoulder, like, while she was in the ditch. Uh Um, And, like I said, he was ripping fabric, and he was, like, oh, my gosh. Like, something bad's about to happen. So, he comes over to them and tells them to, like, close their mouth. And he proceeds to put, like, a gags around Mm -hmm. them. But Holly, being the badass that she is, she stuck her tongue out. Yes. So that, um, you know, it wasn't as tight. Mm -hmm. So she stuck it out and it wasn't as tight to her mouth so she could still breathe. And when he would go away, she could wiggle it off of her so that she could still talk to Chris. Um, Which I'm like, I would have never thought to do that in that situation ever. Um, So Holly was actually able to get her hands free as well. While he was like preoccupied with Chris, she was like finagling her hands behind behind herself, like trying to get it undone. Um, So she got her hands free And she pulled Chris's gag down, too. Um, But, of course, when the guy came back, he was livid, she said, like, outraged. Um, He told them, you know, I just broke out of jail. You are going to see me on the news. I have a gun, and my friend is on his way back. Don't even try to escape. It won't end well for you.
1: I think his friend is in his head.
0: Right. So he retied them back up, and he kept yelling at her again to stop looking at him. Um, oh which Holly said many times, like she made it a point to look him dead in the fucking eyes. Um, and like her main goal was to make sure that she got as much information as possible. Um, so that if it ended, if it did not end well for her or him, at least when they investigated this case, they could figure out who the fuck it was that did this to them. Um, and she also noticed that he had a black snake, um, tattoo on him like wrapped around his arm so she made note of that immediately i'm like wow this lady had such awareness like during this like horrible 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 thing so he left once again to go to the electrical box um and this is like where like really goes downhill uh sadly this is like where chris will say the last words he will ever speak out of his mouth he turned to holly with tears in his eyes and he said hey just stay calm everything is going to be okay Um, And she actually felt like everything was going to be okay. But unfortunately, when the guy returned, he was carrying a huge rock. Like, he was struggling with it. Um, And later, they found out that the rock weighed over 50 pounds. And keep in mind, they're, like, laying on their stomachs. So we walked up to Chris and dropped it right on his
1: head. Oh, fuck.
0: Right on his head, over and over again. Keep, Keep in mind, they're inches away from each other. Like, she's literally... And she turned away so that she could... But she could hear all the sounds coming from it. Um, so when the guy was finally satisfied that he had killed Chris, he went over to Holly and started untying her ankles. Keep in mind, she's literally hysterical. She has blood on her face from her boyfriend. And he untied her ankles and she literally was like, Oh my God, I know exactly what's going to happen next. Like she knew like rape was about to happen, Right. He's untied on her ankles. You know, shit's about to fucking because go down.
1: now he's gotten off. Right. Because he's right. did that.
0: Exactly. Um, so, I'm sorry,
1: I can't even get past that because like a rock. I know. Like we hear all these things, like, oh, they were shot in the face or blah blah blah. Like I can't help No. It's horrible. To think what they looked like.
0: No, I know. I know. Like like the the sounds laying right next to the person that you the smell like love. everything like, everything
1: this is way different but yeah. my dog threw up when she was a baby <laughs> and my sister's dog pooped in her house the other day and I was like was it as bad as when Bella's threw up when she was a baby because that smell like comes back and haunts me like because <laughs> it was so bad so I can't imagine like something traumatic you think yeah. like you said it's just like all your senses right. go off exactly like, and, and I'm glad you
0: brought that up because like in the book she talked about like because like a lot of people had the same idea of like oh my god how did you cope with that and she was like there was so it was like sensory overload to her like that was like the least of her worries you know right the smells like what was actually happening like she was like more in like shock and survival at this point okay what do I have to do so um like I said he started like pulling down her pants yeah um she she knew what was about to happen but she mm-hmm. put up a good fight like a good fight like that he had like claws in him like when uh-huh. they found him later um but he realized that she was putting up a fight so he took that little ice pick and stuck it right into her neck got on top of her and whispered in her ear so eerily he said see how easy i could kill you and she was like oh my god so right after this happened. um This part really got me. So right after she said that, right after he said that, like clockwork, she heard gurgling coming from Chris. Oh, my God. Um, She said it was a horrible gurgling, like almost like he was choking on his blood. And she's so sweet. She looked at the guy and said, can you please just turn his head so he doesn't have to choke on his own blood to die? So the guy got up off of her um, and said, went over there and like like, stood over him and said, oh, don't worry, he's gone. You don't have to worry about him anymore. He's dead. Um, And actually, that sounds sad, but actually, like, come to find out later, he wasn't dead. Oh or he God. was dead. I'm sorry. No, oh. no, I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> sorry, he was dead. Um, The, like, forensic scientist said that that was, like, the death rattle. So, like, it's, like, gases and, like, um, oxygen coming like out oh of the my body, God. like her at the time. Like I would think the same thing. Um, I would she probably thought,
1: just fart. I probably wouldn't have a death struggle. I would probably sh- like a death,
0: death fart. death shit. Right? No, like the so that made her feel better, right? Like, and it like yeah. later came yeah. out. Like after the forensic person came out, was like, look, he died the very first time that they dropped that fifty pound rock on him. It he was dead immediately. So she was like, oh, I felt better about really? that. But like in her mind because it was such a traumatic experience. You know how people like relive it over and over again. She kept saying, you know, he kept dropping it over and over until he died. It actually probably only happened once. So she felt better about that. And the fact that he was gurgling and it was just a death rattle. She was like, okay, I feel better about that.
1: I can't even- But that
0: was later. But at this time- Uh, okay. At this time she thought, oh my God, he was still alive. Um, Mm -hmm. So the whole time that this is happening, he begins to rape her again. She's (sighs) ripping off her fingernails. (gasps) Um, she's grabbing into him, tearing the cuticle off her fingers and, like, laying them in the dirt. Um, she's making marks on the ground, sharing her DNA everywhere so that she knew, like, when people would come and investigate, that they would know that she was right there in case he took her somewhere else. Right? Yeah. She was yeah. like, no, no, no. This is not going to happen. I want them to know the full story. So that's why she made an a mission to, like, dig her claws into him, share her DNA everywhere. Oh, um, She also tried to humanize herself, which we talked about earlier. Um, When the rape was going on, she randomly said, Hey, my name is Megan. What is yours? Her name was Holly, but she made it up. And he replied, Hey, my name is uh, James Whitford. Which was not his name either. Um, And then seconds later, he goes, Hey, I'm not going to kill you. Don't worry. And she was like, I actually believed him. Weirdly enough, like he actually seemed kind of sincere about it. Um, So she continued to humanize herself over and over and over again. And then when the rape was done, she even convinced him to pull up her pants and, like, you know, button her pants, put her belt back on, and he did. Um, and then he looked at her and said, hey, my friend's been watching this whole thing happen, um, so I just want you to be aware. Someone's watching. She's like, okay, at this point, I could who's watching. Like, yeah, this is, you know. Um, but he went to go leave, and he said, I want your earring, and just give me a ring. So, he took an earring and he took a ring.
1: No. My
0: heart was like, oh my God, was it the ring? And it wasn't the daisy ring. It was not the daisy ring, but she later found out, like, during the struggle of the rape, um, she lost the ring. She hasn't ever been able to find it. Yeah. But the ring that he took was not the daisy ring. Um, So he walked away and came back with a bunch of leaves and, like, tree limbs and covered them up. And she was like, oh my God, I'm actually going to survive this. Like, I'm okay. Like, oh obviously, I'm not okay, but, like... You know, my boyfriend's dead. I am just was raped, but I'm going to be okay. She was like, something in me told me to say, hey, thank you for letting me live. So she said Did it. she say it? She said it out loud. And before she could even, like, gather her thoughts, he started beating her with a wooden board over and over again. Just, like she said, over and over and over and over again. He ended up breaking her jaw, fractured both of her eye sockets, and gave her such severe lacerations to her head that she was going in and out of consciousness over and over and over again. He was hitting uh,
1: her head, not just her. Her, her whole head. body.
0: Her whole body. Everywhere. Uh, everywhere. She had bruises everywhere. She could barely walk. Um but yeah, her head, like was like the main object. Where so, did the
1: where what did he have Mary Poppins bag? Like where does he keeping all yeah, of the
0: shit? I guess in the bag by the electrical fucking things. So he probably had the Mary Poppins bag. I don't know. But like In my mind, I'm like, okay, he kept saying, like, don't look at me, shut Mm -hmm. up. Like, I'm like, did he, like, want to be, like, the villain? And, like, the fact that she said, like, you know, thank you for not killing me, did it make him think that he didn't do, like, such a malicious thing? You know, like, you know, some people want, like, that Mm -hmm. that power trip. So you
1: think that he was really going to leave, or? I think he was
0: going to leave. But then, like, Holly later was, like, in her book, she was like, I don't think he was going to leave. Like, after, like, reviewing, like, how he is. I just said it, but, like, I don't think he was actually, like, gonna leave.
1: I mean, he could have just been mind-fucking her.
0: Right. But, like, why did he cover him up? Like, or, like what's
1: like I keep saying all along, there's no one watching. I think he's got some mental thing where maybe someone else is in his right. head. And right, I don't know.
0: So, he beats the shit out of her, literally breaking almost every bone in her fucking face. Oh, so God. he leaves thinking he killed them both and like at this point like she thought she was dead like she would come to every once in a while and be like like she felt dead like she felt dead. like she would come out come to oh, come out come so um and this like lasted all throughout the night until like the early like morning hours um and then one of the times she came to she like opened her eyes and she noticed that there was, like, a neighbor nearby the tracks that had a TV on, like, coming from inside the living room. Uh-huh. And immediately, she was like, I've got to get to this house. Somehow, someway, got to get there. This house was off Edison Drive in Kentucky. Uh, so, she got up, brushed up all the leaves. How? And, like, she's, like, moving super slow, right? Like, she's, like, broken, Do right? Do you think
1: she looked at him? Like, I, I'm i not. No. I just.
0: Yeah. I'm sorry, she made sure that he was gone, right? Like, that was her first fear. Like, is he waiting? Like, what? So, like, as she was coming in and out, she noticed, like, it's kind of been a while since he had been here. Um, He's probably not around. So, here's my escape if I'm going to do it. She was also scared that she was going to die, right? If she just kept laying there. She's like, I need help immediately. So, she's walking over there. She's bloody. She's broken. She's beaten, raped. Just witnessed her boyfriend, like, literally killed right in front of her. Oh and she God. walks to this house. She makes it. Um, she said that her hair was so, later, like in an interview, she said that her hair was so covered in blood that her dad, when he first saw her, was convinced that she had dyed her hair red, and she had like platinum blonde hair.
1: Oh, so it was stained. Like with he was blood. like
0: right, stained with blood. So she made it to the house. She barched in the front door, oh my walked God. in, and. It was like an off-campus like housing in this house that she barged into was shared by four guys. But only one of them was awake. And he oh it was so cute. He was watching TV um, and studying like because he had an exam like that week. Um, His name was Chad, which in my head I'm like, that sounds like a typical like college. Bro name. Bro name, right. So Chad was in there watching TV in a chair doing his homework. And he said that when she walked in, he was like, holy shit, I just shit myself pretty much. But in an interview, he said he was first like super alarmed obviously because she was coming in she was super bloody but then he was like i was so scared because i'm like someone's after her and someone's gonna come into this house yeah so like his first like thought was like oh my god someone's gonna come after me so he like brought her in shut the door locked it um and he said that holly was screaming hysterically and just crying And she was, like, trying to say so much at once. Like, she's like, oh, my God, my friend is over there. He's over there still. Like, we need help. You need to call 911. 911, please. She she kept repeating that over and over again. So he immediately called 911. And he was like, sit down, sit down, sit down. Like, take it easy, take it easy. And he remembers this verbatim. She was like, no, I can't sit on your couch. I'm so bloody, and I'm going to ruin it. And he was like, oh, my God, this girl just came into my house. She's near the brink of death. And she still will not sit on like that. Just show like Holly is like a good person. Like I won't uh-huh. sit on your couch. I'm near death, and I just witnessed my boyfriend die, but I don't want to sit on your couch because I don't want to ruin the fabric. I'm like, my like, god, so freaking sweet. So they were waiting on the um on the cops to show uh, show up, and she could barely talk because her jaw was broken. Oh,
1: I didn't yeah. even
0: yeah. But so it was like a mur- instance... it was like yeah, it was a murmur. Like he could still make out what she was trying to say, um, but her oh, jaw was god. broken. So um she was sitting on the couch just not I don't want to say relaxing but she was you know relaxed to a sense and he walked over her to her with a pair of scissors and said hey there's like something really tight around your neck do you mind if I like do you want me to cut that off for you at first she was like w- what could it be because she was like the gag it was the gag it had like slid down and it had tightened on her oh, neck oh yeah
1: because she's probably swollen right
0: and it was like so tight but like she was like I experienced so much trauma that night like I couldn't even tell like I was being choked by it, like with it on my neck, so he cut it off he said it was drenched with blood um and he later said in an interview like he was like, no this girl was gonna die like I fully did not think she was gonna make it till like the paramedics came or nine one one came um he was like, I've never seen anyone or anything in quite condition like that like he was oh horrified, God. so the police and the ambulance came to the house and um holly was like you have to go over there to chris like you need to go over there to chris like that was like her main focus and she later said she was like i knew he was dead but i just wanted that confirmation you're like what if what if um she did not want
1: that guy telling her that
0: right right so sadly it was declared that he was dead on the scene um and her parents were immediately notified what happened to her and this it would have taken them a couple hours to get there but luckily her um father was a pilot and he had a small plane so we actually got there super 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 quickly um and holly unfortunately had to go through the horrendous procedures of a rape kit which i didn't really know what that was um but i looked it up and like it just sounds like emergency uh contraception at the hospital Mm -hmm. um like all this horrible stuff she said um the first detective on the scene detective craig sorrell um he was really 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 invested in this case um he looked at her he looked at her, he said, Hey, I'm Detective Craig. I'm gonna be the detective on this case <laughs> and he said Holly turned to him and looked at him and just projectile vomited all over him. Um it was a mixture between like the pain pills, like what she had just oh gone through. God. Um, but Holly said he took it like a champ. Like he was like, Oh, no worries, you know, like we're gonna, you know, set you up. Like I can't do blood, shit or vomit. So mm meanwhile here i am doing this podcast i could never be a detective um but Uh, i can tell you about it all the time (laughs) um oh my god but like cute cute enough like kind of sounds like me like during this book like i found out like holly uses humor a lot like make light of situations like which if it helps you so be it right right um it was so cute even her dad like walked into her hospital bed he looked at her and she was like bloody and like hooked up to machines and she Googled, and she said, Dad, this fucking sucks. Um, and he laughed. And her eye was, like, swollen shut. Her jaw was misplaced. She had 16 staples in her head. Um, and she, she kept the humor alive. She would say, like, I feel like shit. Like, she would just say that, uh-huh. or, like, randomly. Um, but she just, you know, she loved to use um, humor to, like, this right. horrible situation. So um, the next day when it was confirmed that Chris was 100% dead, she knew in the back of her head... That he, um, that he was, but she just, like, wanted to hear it again for, like, validation. Yeah. Um, and I think, like, her emotions were just, like, grasping on, like, any sense of hope, right? Yeah. Um, she went into this thing that she wasn't going to survive. So she was like, you know, maybe there's, like, something that, you know, maybe he comes to. Unfortunately, he never did. Um, uh, Lexington, Kentucky at the time had a very, very, very small crime. Um, so this was, like, huge news to the crowd. Uh, to the town so they thought because it could be just anybody passing by a well,
1: college town too. right like right. that's terrifying for people to have their kids there
0: and they just thought in their mind like the town was like oh no it's someone passing by i don't think this poses a huge danger on the community and they were very wrong okay <laughs> so chris chris's parents put up and keep in mind, they still don't know... They don't know who the murderer is, right? Right. So, Chris's parents put out a $10,000 reward for anybody with any information to find the guy, and, um, and an anonymous donor doubled it, so it went up to $20,000. So, that was the reward for any information. Um, after Holly had some time to breathe and chill for a minute, she had an interview with Dr. Sorel again, and she told him that... Um, he picked up the huge boulder, and he kept hitting Chris over and over again. Oh, okay, and I told you this earlier. Yeah. The detective, the one that... The forensic person, the detective, Sorrells, told her that that was not the case at all. Um, That, you know, he had been dead by the first drop. Yeah. Because of the weight of the boulder.
1: And wait, it's the... Was it the back of the head that it dropped yeah, on? Yeah, it was the
0: back of the head. And, like, you know, the head... Like, the and I know, like, the head, I don't think... I think it was, like, 8 pounds, 8 to 10 pounds. But, like, a 50-pound rock, like, being slammed on it, like, that's going to do some fucking okay. damage, right? I guess
1: when you first told me I was expecting it, like, the side of his head or, like...
0: Right. Oh, like, on the temple or, or something, face, right? Face.
1: No, but I just, like, the damage it does, too, to your... Mm-hmm. Like, your face is who you are, like... Right. You know, or, like, defines you, I guess, in a way.
0: Right.
1: I don't know. That's my whole thing is, like... What do you
0: look like? Right. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I hate to paint an image in my head of it because it's, like, haunting. Um, Your rabbit needs to calm down. (laughs) Um, So, remember how I said that she kept saying that he kept dropping the thing over and over and over and again? Yes,
1: I know. You keep saying it over and over again. (laughs) But, like,
0: per, like, investigations, like I said, that was not the case. So, then, and I know I keep saying it, but the reason why I said it was because... Because she said that, uh-huh. they started to question her about if the details of what he looked like were actually true. Because she said, Oh, he was wearing glasses. And they kept saying, Are you sure? Chris was wearing glasses too. So are you sure? And she was like, Oh my God. In my head, I'm like, Wait, yeah. did I see it? Because I, you know, I saw him in my mind drop that rock, you know, three, four, five times. And now I'm feeling like, Okay. Am I can I, like, totally see yeah.
1: someone saying stuff like that to you and it, making you question.
0: Right. So eventually she was like, no, I know for sure that he was wearing glasses. Good. Like, this was, like, even before, like, the whole trauma sh- shit happened. Like, I made note that he was wearing glasses. So I know that's for sure. I know the details, the boom, boom, boom. Like, I know that it's exactly what it was. Yeah. Um, so. He was dressed
1: like a UPS driver. Right. He was dressed in
0: And brown. his pants matched his shirt, which. Whoa. No. Mm-hmm. So, um. Uh, so they were also able to determine that the cloth that he used for the gag, um, was from the backpack. So Damn. like, he just like ripped through it. Um, and he even had like a white t-shirt in his thing and he like snapped all the buttons off and like wrapped it around their mouth. So he was like, came there prepared to do something to somebody. Oh,
1: not the backpack that...
0: No, his backpack, like the, um, the murderer. Oh,
1: so he was like literally like, going to use like... everything and there was going to be nothing left. Right.
0: Like he knew exactly what the fuck he was doing. Um, and so, uh, hold on one second. I my old thing like, <laughs> who's what? backpack? Did he like go and buy that
1: backpack? He's like, I gotta go get a backpack because uh, right? I'm gonna go out tonight. Like, <laughs> I, you know? Right.
0: Like, and that's like, Holly mentioned that she was like, oh my God. Like they kept saying to like her and her family, they're like, oh my God, you, you know, we have so much great evidence. She was like, but he's still out there. Like we need to get him. Um, So, at the time, they were like, we don't know any idea. Like, we have no clue who he is, right? So, Holly's dad was like, took it upon himself, and he was like, I'm going to patrol the property. I'm going to protect the family. I don't know if he's hanging around to finish the job or what. Like, surely he knows she's still alive because she was, like, on the news and stuff. Um, She did a sketch composite um, with some artists, and Mm -hmm. she was going through immense survival's guilt over Uh this whole situation. Uh Um and like it was like she mentioned like this was like a really, 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 really hard time for her. And then part of the survival skill that she had um was that she was not able to get Chris's hands free from the straps. Like that was like the main thing that like kept haunting her. Cause like he kept coming back super, super, super quickly. Um, yeah she mentioned like several times in the book, like he would go to that electrical box and like right when they started talking, he would be right, right back. So oh like, my
1: God, that is so creepy. Right, so she
0: didn't have time to like help him. And like that was like part of like, what if I could have got his hands free? Like, what if I could have done this? So that's what she was dealing with. Um, so she was able to speak to Chris's parents, which keep in mind, they haven't dated very long. Um, and they were super worried that she was super worried that they would hate her because she's alive yeah. He's not. They didn't know each other for very long. But she said, like, when they started talking, they became, like, a second family to her. And she oh. almost felt like a sense that, like, Chris was, like, with them, like, through them to her. Um, and she felt so, 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 so loved. Um, the complete exact opposite of what she was imagining. They yeah. sent her flowers, cards. Um, well. They were there any time that she needed. She would call them uh, daily. um. Um, he literally called them right after, so, like, going back, like, when he went to that fish concert in May, he called his parents, who was like, life is so good, referring to Holly. Um, yeah. so, like, the parents knew, like, he really liked her, so, um, Holly, like, the badass that she is, she ended up going right back to school, um, and I make it sound like, you know, shortly after, but, like, she was, like, dealing with all this stuff, but, like, she was like, you know what, I need to get my life back on track. I don't want to dwell on this. I'm going to go back to school. So she went back to school. um, And she's like, I'm going back to school not only for me, but Chris as well. Like, he's coming with me. Um, She got a part-time job at a ski place um, because she felt like she hadn't been able to explore enough with Chris because, you know, they love the outdoors. So she's like, I'm going to do an outdoor ski place. Um, Like, so months are going by. She's healing. And she meets a guy named Jacob Pendleton. And they became friends. And I don't know if that name sounds familiar, but was it the it,
1: guy with the couch?
0: No, that's no. Chad, the bro. Oh. Um, I didn't know if it sounded familiar because you you kind of know this case, um, but um, he was super comforting to Holly. Like she and he respected her. Like he would let her like bend and like talk and like she was eventually okay with like telling him about like all the rape and like he was like, don't worry, you like you can get close to me. Like I'll be here for you. Um, so. They ended up having issues though, like she was again dealing with like the Survivor's Guild and like all that would come with it. So they broke up for a while so she could just like focus on herself and heal. Yeah. Um and her faith was a huge part of her healing. She found this place called Bluegrass Rape Christ Center in Lexington, Kentucky. And they significantly helped her work through it and she had her doubts at first going into it. She was like, How's this place gonna help me? Like they don't know anything about my life um but it proved her wrong she said it was amazing um no. right she even like for a while like slept with the butcher knife because she thought that he was gonna like come back and get her um she oh was God. trying to be a strong person but like it was just like super 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 hard for her so um because of all of this like in her recovery she missed chris's funeral um, she was recovering from the trauma, the situation. She was in the hospital this whole yeah. time. So she stayed there for quite a while and she couldn't go to the funeral. So her and her family and friends next year, they went to this place called Red River Gorge. Yep. And they sprinkled all of his ashes over there. Um, and to this day, some of his ashes are in a box um, that she's kept. <gasps> so she always looks at it, you know, and it makes her smile. So, so sweet. Um, So it unfortunately would be another two years before they finally get the name of the attacker and they were able oh to match the dna after he had killed three people in texas three other people so she was the only survivor um and they were all near a railroad truck so did he, wait sorry
1: to interrupt did he mm-hmm. kill the people before or after
0: after she was one of the first she was the first and it kind of like set him off like he was kind of like a high for him you know he kept going on and on and on
1: he hadn't attacked anyone before her
0: Mm. Uh-huh. I don't think... No, 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 he did it No, he didn't. Um, so, they were near the railroad tracks. Every single one of them. So, she was like, okay, there's like a commonplace here, right? Like, he is approaching people on the railroad tracks. So, on December uh, 16th, 1998, um, a pediatric neurological researcher named Claudia Benton was found raped, beaten, to death with a bronze statue and stabbed with the kitchen knife in her home mm. and bitch this is where you're gonna freak out you know where we go to the ride studio here in houston yes in west university right yes by, i was just there on sunday right by those railroad tracks which i was like what she worked in the medical center which is like right down the road so i'm like the oh. thing is
1: like in her home in, in her, her
0: home, home with the statue walked in and just beat her boom done
1: do i have any statues
0: no, so well, I don't know. Yeah, you got a couple of weird statues up in here. So, so the killer, unfortunately, he went on to do a lot more horrible acts, um, which leads me to just let everybody know, like this guy is like known as a railroad killer. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like the next episode I'm gonna do is I'm gonna cover all of the other murders <gasps> that he committed after Holly. Okay, wait. Does he commit
1: only- his acts by the railroad, or does he travel by railroad?
0: He travels by railroad. Oh, <gasps>
1: mm-hmm.
0: he's a only. railroad hopper, right? And I'm gonna tell you like why he's a railroad hopper, because it'll make sense. But I'm not gonna tell you now, so kind of like a cliffhanger. So,
1: <laughs> were his clothes white in the beginning, and then they turned khaki because he
0: was so, so dirty. Yeah, no clue. <laughs> Maybe from the rust. I don't know. But so then he goes by the name Rapha- Raphael. Raphael resendez ramirez Um, that is
1: so much different than like josh windleton or whatever fucking name he gave him some
0: just like generic like white name um but a lot of people has also known as him as like angel ramirez um but Mm. today he's known as the railroad killer um which i'm gonna get into this case like you are going to freaking die Um, but now she is married to Jacob Pendleton. Do you remember who that is? Yes. Yes. So, um, that's the guy that she met when she went back to school finally after with Chris. Um, so, um, and so they ended up having a kid together and to honor Chris. Don't. I know they named their firstborn, um, middle name Chris in honor of him, which I thought was so sweet. Um, oh my God. Right. I know. In 2008, she started a nonprofit called Holly's House and in, um, in, in Evansdale, Indiana, where she's from. And it provides a safe place for both children and adult victims of intimate crimes um, just to be able to tell their stories and get connected to resources and just have like kind of like a scapegoat. Um, to date, it has helped over 3,000 people, wow. so it's like popping. Um, annually, she gets together with Chris's family. Like, they have not, (gasps) like, you know, parted ways. Like, every single year they get together. Um, and they call themselves, this is so cute, they call themselves the Life is Good group. Because remember he said that, Life is Good mom, when he was referring to Holly, when he called her I do. I know. So, they are known as the Life is Good group. So amazingly enough in 2006 she received the Jackie Jackie Kennedy Onassis award for public service which is one of the highest national mm-hmm. rankings for humanitarianism um, and then and in July uh, 20 1999 so going back um, there's even a scholarship put together a place at the University of Kentucky to honor Chris um, so in the president of the chapter of his fraternity that said that Chris was such a kind-spirited he was like a person that everybody wanted to be mm-hmm. um they give a scholarship out every single year in honor of his wow. name so like his legacy to this day like continues on and on and on which i thought was amazing so like you know we think in our mind like oh my god he died at such an such an early age but like you can see even today like his name is still being it's honored, like 25 years ago right still being honored in scholarships and awards to holly so like you know that's the end of this case but like I highly, like, recommend, like, reading that book. And, like, we'll post a link on the Instagram of, mm-hmm. like, where you can buy the book. But it was, like, such a good book. Like, this case, like, there's, like, you know, obviously we listen to True Crime. Like, this is, like, one of the first ones. I remember telling Josh about this when I first, like, listened to it. Like, long time ago when I first saw the um, episode on uh, 48. I was like, this this case is, like, I don't know. Like, it just it just, like, got to my core, you know? Just mainly because of the, like, the love that was there, clearly there, and, like, I -hmm. mean, I just... I always put myself in these horrible situations because I'm just, like, a fucking, I don't know, anxious person, and I'm like, oh, my God, that person over there is going to kill us, and this is always going to do it. Mm -hmm. But, like, I just can't imagine, like, going through a situation like that and just being so...
1: Level-headed, like she was.
0: so, like, determined, like... I couldn't act that quickly. That's for sure. No. So, but yeah, the murder of that case, like I said, went on to be the railroad murder. And one of, I don't know if it's going to be the next one that I do, because this was kind of like lengthy. There's a lot of people involved, but like one of either the next one or the one after that, I'm going to like touch base on like his background and all the other murders that he did.
1: I want to see what he looks like.
0: Oh yeah. It's horrible. And I will post a photo to the Instagram, so. Yeah, that, that completes wow, this Holly. case. Holly.
1: Yeah. Chris, man. Yeah. That we'll is... remember you.
0: And Holly, if you ever listen to this, you are a badass woman.
1: That yeah. is like, oh my God. I can't even. No,
0: it's insane. It is clearly insane. I still have goose pimples, yeah. but
1: I'm also cold. So
0: maybe right. that's why. All right. <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. Oh, oh, okay. Bye. Oh, are you done?
1: Yeah. <laughs> bye. Next week.
0: Next week.